Hey, everybody. Hey, everyone. This is Zach. This is Dior. And uh, tonight's a, an interesting episode. It's going to be on uh, Prisoners of the Ghostland. Yes, or <laughs> Duke, the colors, the colors. <laughs> I'm colorblind, kid. That's a, that's a, uh, uh, a commercial reference for all you 90 kids. If you're born in the 90s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What commercial was that? Um, it was for um, the Color Pops. It was like these, um, like ice cream or like oh, I remember those things. Yeah, that yeah. Had, like, multiple colors on it. Yeah, and the thing yeah, yeah. was like the kid who like ate it saw like all of these colors and like these vibrant colors, and um, he was talking <laughs> to his dog, and he was like, "The colors, Duke, the colors," and then the dog in a very like panned voice was like i'm colorblind kid i so, i do so that's a that that's an old yeah that's that's a um that's an old take right there a very <laughs> old take but uh yeah this this uh this movie was extremely colorful um, it was it was yes, i it was very you know, bombastic it, it, <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know if you saw any of the trailers around this did, movie. Did you get the bombs? The bomb? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, so one of the, the, like, the funniest blurb I've ever seen for a movie is this movie quotes Nicolas Cage, and the quote is, it's the wildest film I've ever made. Yeah, and <laughs> Nicolas Cage has made some pretty wild films he has like i so so one of the things is with this movie that i'm really curious about is i really want to know how much it costs to make because yeah it doesn't um, look cheap it um, doesn't it, i mean that's probably i think its strongest um point like its strongest um selling point is just the world and the colors and just like the cinematography that they did and just like i feel like i need to watch this multiple times because i missed things in the background yeah well and and you know i would not be surprised if this movie like i wouldn't be surprised if i found out this movie made was made for five million dollars and i also would not be surprised if it was made for 50 million dollars yeah. <laughs> you know like either could be could be uh possible with this because mm -hmm. they they do a lot they have a lot of set work involved they have a lot of special effects mm -hmm. um it's it's a lot of it's practical which is actually more expensive now than a lot of cg um yeah it's it's yeah so so i don't know what the budget on this is um the box office was sixty four thousand. Oh, okay um which is not great is oh it isn't well it's sixty four thousand. Mm. not oh, not yeah, 64 that's... million um well i mean it i mean wasn't it just like i feel like it didn't have like i had not heard about this movie until you had recommended yeah so it so it debuted in part this is part of the problem is it debuted at sundance in 2021 mm -hmm. and then it was released to theaters and on vod in september of 2021 so 
like no one's really going to movies um people may have rented this i doubt it like the only reason i know about it is because i have alerts set up for certain movie studios oh okay um so i'll huh. just get a ping in my email like hey they just released a trailer yeah. well zach you know how interesting i think nicholas cage is yes and, like <laughs> this would be something that i would probably watch not the day of but like when it was in movie theaters but yeah i had yeah. not heard about it until you had brought it up and i'm glad that you did yeah yeah well me too it um you know it, i feel like it's kind of a middle of the road movie in terms of like reception though yeah there there are qualms that i have um, um yeah well and i mean you know rotten tomatoes is 65 metacritic yeah. is 53 um eh, i i don't know how much i i believe either one of those necessarily um yeah i mean i, I can understand some of the um criticism that um came with this movie i yeah. do feel like the script was fairly weak um I don't yeah it feel will... like the world was too fleshed out and like i'm was very interested in sort of like hearing a little bit more about like the story like samurai town it was a very interesting like blend of like samurai and like the what the eastern culture thinks of like the western like uh like gunslingers and wild west and stuff like that yeah yeah well and and you know this is classified technically as a horror western is it um, yeah it yeah it's 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 classified as a horror western ah, I um it's it doesn't have a whole lot going for it you're right in terms of script like yeah. there's there's a lot of very implied world building that comes out but yeah. but there's nothing that really tells you what's going on so yeah um, i mean because nicholas is Cage's character isn't even like named. I yeah, think. he's just called Hero. Yeah. <laughs> like he, I mean, that's... and you get this like very early scene of like how he gets thrown in jail because he's he's basically like the anti-hero. Yeah. Where he ends up like robbing this um this bank. And then I guess it does like a a time jump where he's actually in prison and um the the mayor of um samurai town needs him to rescue his daughter uh well <laughs> well <laughs> let's uh she like yeah so they call they he refers to them as his granddaughters yeah um they're they're his sex slaves they're they're not granddaughters. yeah um yeah. i and um oh i I'm horrible at um, actors' names, but the um, actor who was the mayor. Um, oh, uh, the governor. Uh, Bill is uh, Bill yeah. Mosley. Yeah, I, Which I people, mean, people will know him as Chop Top in uh, in uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Th I want to say three, yeah. and um, uh, one of the the siblings in Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I and I feel like. The director probably gave everybody a note of just like 
go ham, just like take it to eleven. Yeah, which I mean, I kind of like for some characters. Like again, I'm glad that they kind of looked at Nicolas Cage and they were like, just go as crazy and as gonzo as you'd like. But there are some characters like that shout out just like one liners, and it's like. I, I don't know exactly what you're adding to the story, but yeah, it, well, so so this is, um, you know, the the director and and writer of this uh, is um, not are, are not like native English speakers. So like it's one of the the um, screenwriters is I I think Iranian, and mm. the director is Japanese, mm-hmm. and so I can understand kind of a a. Uh, speech hurdle um in terms of like dialogue so i would imagine a lot of their dialogue is also kind of more like they're given direction on what they should be saying and then they're they're relying on their performance right Uh, (laughs) right that's why you cast the nicholas cage is you're getting an academy award-winning actor there (laughs) yeah um but yeah some other things that this director but so so one of the things that I do want to highlight real quick before we get into like story and stuff mm-hmm. is um, this is the director's 41st film. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Didn't this director do like ghost stories or something like that? Uh, well, so I'm, I'm looking through their discography now and he has done his, his first one that I would really be aware of is suicide club. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember that, that came I out do. in 01. I um, do. Again, so, it was a um, um, it was a Japanese uh, release, right? Yes, yeah. He all and he also did Tokyo Gore Police. Um, hmm. Let's see, uh, Real Onigoko, which is tag. Hmm. Uh, Anti porno. I don't know that. It's a drama film. It's it's. Um, it doesn't have. It, no, it, there's there's no porn in it. Um, the That's why it's anti-porn. Tokyo no. Vampire Hotel. Uh, and yeah, Prisoners of the Ghostland is his newest one. Um, so yeah, I, I find it fascinating that someone goes goes their entire career and then decides at film 41, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to make an English language film now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this was his first, very first overseas production. Um, oh. Like, and, you know, some of the production kind of had some pitfalls. He he had to have uh, heart surgery because he had a heart attack during a pre-production meeting for Dang. this. Oh. Um, and then they started filming this uh, November of 2019, and they finished filming in L.A. March 31st of 2020. Jeez, yeah. So they just missed out on having to have all their shit shut down for COVID. Um, And yeah, like, so, so like you were saying was in in terms of the story for this, like, it's a pretty simple story. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of Mad Max Fury Road, but Japanese and weird. And, and, And I definitely got that like aesthetic, like, I've watched some Japanese like television and stuff like that, yeah. and Japanese television is very wacky as well. Like if you look at um oh what was that um that 
uh, castle um, where they made them do like a bunch of like kind of oh Takashi's castle yeah yeah that was very like strange and sensory overload and yeah. I think that sensory overload does come across in this particular film like yeah. there were so many things happening at once um, I I felt like it was hard for me to focus on everything but i had a enjoyable time kind of like going on the ride and again nicholas cage like he is a very interesting actor um i i find and you know i find he's not for everybody and i understand that yeah um but i think that he is i think he's a good actor Personally, I think he's a good yeah, actor. Yeah, he's a fantastic actor. And I think that um, he was really able to kind of, like, go off a little bit. Um, like you said at the beginning, it feels like it was an amalgamation of a lot of his different characters kind of wrapped up in one. Yeah. And there was a lot of the parts in the, um, in the movie where I was laughing, especially with, like, the because um before they release him out to um to this rescue mission they basically hook up like they put him in like a rubber suit or a ghillie suit sort of deal and he is strapped with bombs and everything along those lines yeah and the, the bombs at his neck and his chest and his, and balls. his nuts so i you know there's a lot of good laughs about that um but yeah so so like that that's a good point like it establishes the rules of this this um the movie that Mm -hmm. he's in so like he's he's being forced by the governor to kid or to uh to rescue rescue quote unquote his granddaughter quote unquote who yeah she left of her because she didn't want to be a sex slave anymore. Yeah. Um, Again, kind of Mad Max-ish. Yeah, road. kind of kind of Mad Max. It, it, this movie is a very Fury Road feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so he's he's forced to rescue her. Um, and he has to... He, he's been imprisoned. Um, yeah. and this is this is his chance at, at freedom, supposedly. Redemption. Yes. Um, and so they have these these bombs that are set to go off if he mistreats her yeah which i I don't know how they would judge that um yeah uh well no i know what it is so so mistreats as in like assaults her because like it's it's like the bombs at his dick will go off if he starts to get like a rat right um he has to not tamper with it if he tampers with it it'll blow up and then if she has not been rescued in five days, there's a timer on it. So I think it was three days. Was it three days? Yeah, I think it was three I days. think it was three days to get where, where she is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, because I, I, yeah. I think total the time is timeline is five days. Five total. days. Um, but the thing that I like, regardless, there, there's a there's a time limit that he's yeah. under. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest things in the movie that I cracked up at was he's given this like awesome looking car yeah and japan's not very big like he could drive like it's set in japan and, mm-hmm. and he could go out there um in this car and go get her and be back like in no time instead of taking the car he like 
his fuck you is to take a bicycle, but not even like a big bicycle, like a BMX bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) So you have this ridiculous looking badass just like slowly biking at a (laughs) town. Moving on bike, yeah. It it was a very anime moment. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and, and that was kind of like, again, the gist and everything along those lines. It it felt very anime-ish. It felt very much that um that sort of like feel and um aesthetics of Japan. Yeah. 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 Well and and you know the movie also isn't very long. Like I think it's mm-hmm. just over an hour and a half. It's it's very short. Um, yeah and it moves really quickly like as soon as he pedals out of town he he gets in an accident and is attacked um and then taken to uh the caves of enoch mm-hmm. um and the guy's granddaughter just happens to be in the caves as well so the it's just like coincidence. oh well this is coincidental i'll take us back yeah. um so they fight, they, they, they get out. And as is predictable with the rest of this movie, like they, he, he does rescue her. They, mm-hmm. one of the funny things is, so the ghost land is this wasteland. Yeah. Around the Which cities. I right. Kind of, again, like I would have loved to learn a little bit more about the world because the world was cool. It was interesting. Um, I just, I felt a little disappointed that we didn't get to, explore as much as i would like of this world yeah like i would i would like to know more about it but i do think it's very funny that he like so the way the ghost land is supposedly populated by a bunch of like revenants and ghosts and and like they'll kill you and they're they're cannibals and all this that and the other um when he gets into the ghost land, he gets kind of menaced by some ghosts and it turns yeah. out their leader is his old partner. And they're just like, Oh, Hey, Hey, yeah, hey, what's up? And they kind of <laughs> shake hands and they help him, uh, overthrow the grand, the, uh, the, uh, the governor. <laughs> yeah. Just like, Hey, <laughs> I love that twist though. Of, of like, there's this menacing guy. He's like, you don't recognize me. Do you? <laughs> he's yeah. like, no, he's like, no, we were partners. He's like, Psycho? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because his partner's name was Psycho. Yeah. When they were bank robbers. And now he's this leader of these, like, ghouls out in the yeah. wasteland. <laughs> I mean, I just, I felt like, again, I just wanted to explore more and, like, be in the world a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, uh, I mean that's that's one of the things I think they sacrificed with it being such a um, such a such a short movie because mm-hmm. I, I know I keep bringing up Fury Road, but Fury Road's like two and a half hours, and this is yeah, and an you really and get like you get an an appreciation of the world. Yeah, like you can understand exactly kind of or what's happening. You can exact or understand like the conflict and everything along those lines. You you know like that there's resources that are valuable and rare. Like I, I they keep on referring back like oh it's nukes. That's why everything's all wacky. It's like mm, yeah. 
Yeah, like it only goes I, so far, guys. Yeah, I just I need <laughs> I need a little bit more than just like it's nukes. <laughs> yeah, so it's that would be my only kind of critique. But again, it was it was a fantastic ride on the little bike, um, and just the world and some of the shots and everything. Like even like at the beginning where there was that little like kid at the um the bank kind of looking up at the uh, gumball machine and oh yeah, like yeah, yeah. Set at an angle and everything it's just like this is like visually so interesting like it, it felt like he's definitely so got much... some really interesting cinematography going on. yeah and it feels like there was thought like put behind this because like this could have been just a throwaway kind of movie of like oh you know we're going to kind of not rip off but like phone it in a bit yeah of just like oh making a subpar fury road but it really does feel like they they put in the effort they put in like the visual effort and it's it's really cool yeah it's it's unfortunate that this movie made so little money back yeah, because I feel like they're probably not going to, like, take that kind of risk. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't see them... I don't see them letting him make a sequel to this, to be yeah. honest, which is unfortunate. Um, I don't know. I, I really like this movie. I I don't know what else to say about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, and again, it's Because not it's like... very short. It's not very... Um, I guess it's it's predictable is one of like I mean did did you see a lot of like the quote unquote twist coming? Well, I mean, I saw the major twist coming. Like there there were certain things that I didn't see funny, which is why it made me chuckle when I saw um like when when he takes the bicycle out or like yeah. i was expecting yeah. him to have to fight the ghouls and it turns out oh no the ghouls are here to help you man like you're yeah. friends with the ghouls <laughs> and it, it's those like small um those small little things that just really make this movie i feel yeah um and again all the actors are i feel like doing really well they could phone it in like they could have basically been there for a paycheck and everything but um i really enjoyed them like i i did and i can sort of see why somebody might have a gripe with this yeah like i think i'm in the same boat like i really enjoyed this movie i think it's fun mm -hmm. um it's it's um it's comfortably predictable, but I, you know, I, I also see the criticisms that people can have yeah. with this because it's not very well fleshed out, which is, I, I like personally, I like getting the hints of the larger world and it's like, yeah, if they want to come back and add, add to that, they can. Um, mm -hmm. But I can see how, like, for some people, that's that's a huge issue of like, well, no, you introduced this thing, show me the rest of it. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it It feels like that for me a little bit, just because, like, yeah. it's such an interesting world. It's like, I want to learn more about this. Like, 
give me give me more tell me tell i me. mean honestly this this world kind of seems to me like it's um and i i know ne- i've never seen all of it i've only seen hit here and there issues but um or episodes um but uh trigun oh yeah yeah like it's got that feeling of like there's a larger world it's ultimately a western but there's there's this weird crazy thing going on around it (laughs) yeah no i i could definitely see trigun sort of vibes and again with trigun it really didn't explain too much it kind of gave you your own um reasoning to go off of yeah and it had that aspect of like the deadlands where most of it's taken place during a post-apocalyptic event where it's just nothing but deserts but yeah i think that's a i think that's a really apt um uh comparison yeah yeah Yeah, um so you know i i definitely would recommend this movie with a caveat Mm-hmm. of like yeah like it, it it's it's a very fleeting surface level experience like you don't get really you don't really get like into hero's head like no you can, yeah you can see like, that he's got some fucked up trauma but you don't really get that deep into it like <laughs> yeah you don't really like you don't learn much about what motivates him what drives him um it's it's very surface base of like oh i'm here because i want to protect myself or not protect right. myself but like i'm looking out for number one and that's me yeah um but i just i enjoy nicholas cage's uh acting and this yeah. is like peak nicholas cage this is nicholas cage at his like max turned up to 11 yeah turned up to 11 um and even just like watching it for the visual effects is probably worth it like just being able to kind of like watch what they do with the camera watch what they do with like colors and lines there's even like i i believe filters on some of the um scenes and stuff like yeah they do definitely have have uh, color matching and like gels and stuff over the lenses to to get certain looks yeah yeah and it's it's just a wild ride it's it's a wild ride where i feel like you can kind of turn off your brain enjoy it for what it is Mm -hmm. laugh at some of the stupidity and um continue on with your life and you know what sometimes that's nice to have that kind of like experience in the world oh yeah absolutely where you can just like enjoy a piece of media for just the sake of enjoying it and then calling it a day being like well that was fun uh i didn't have to like decipher anything like with the green knight no (laughs) (laughs) spoilers spoilers yeah um i did have to uh do some some major research on that one (laughs) but um but all in all i 
I enjoyed it. I I found I found it fun. I found it just a fun ride, and I would recommend it on the caveat that you one enjoy like Nicolas Cage's work because I feel like the story kind of hinges mainly on his acting and him being just kind of and, and it's not like being random for random's sake. Like, I do think that there's purpose in his acting, but it is very random, and it is very, like... Well, he's also very unhinged in this movie. Like, and yeah. unhinged in a way that he's not in, like, Mandy and stuff like that. Yeah, and I feel like it's unhinged, but in... Like, it's not... It's not for the sake of just being, like, this is Nicolas Cage's weirdest role sort of thing. Like, I feel like it's it's purposefully unhinged. Yeah. Don't you kind of feel? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's he is a good actor. Like, people make fun of him and stuff because he doesn't know how to, like, spend or save money. Um, yeah. But he is a good actor. Like, he's he has won, I want to say, multiple academy awards for like best actor yeah like he's a he is a good actor he knows what he's doing he's doing all of these bullshit movies i mean at this point he's probably because he enjoys it but like his business manager stole money from him and like never paid his taxes so he has this gigantic tax bill he's having to pay off Mm. with like Mm -hmm. no resources so like for a while, there were people that were like, yeah, if it's got Nick Cage in it, it's trash. It's like, no, it's like, it's one of like 10 movies he's having to make this year to not like go to jail for tax yeah. evasion. Or, you know, <laughs> pay his light bills and stuff. And I mean, again, it's acting, so I'm not yeah. 100%, but it looks like he's having fun. Yeah, yeah. Like at this point in his career too, I... He definitely, it feels like he's choosing roles that are more fun to him. Like, like this one and like Mandy and Color Out of Space, Pig. Um, yeah, I've never seen Pig. Is Pig good? Oh, it's very good. It's heartbreakingly okay. good. Ooh, okay. It's, it's a very, so Pig is a very sad movie. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, I'll I'll let you watch it. It's it's okay, not okay. it's not the type of movie you think it is though. Um, Interesting. Or not? I mean, not you specifically, but like it's yeah. not the movie that that they they've advertised it as. Okay. Okay. Um, because the the way that the advertising is, I will say, is that it looks like he's an action hero going after his pig, like John Wick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, that's not. <laughs> That's not quite what this movie is about. Quite like, yes, is. he is going after his his um, kidnapped pig. Yeah, there there's some deeper meanings in there, <laughs> um, and and an interesting world that they've built. Um, interesting. In that okay. Movie. So I, I do highly recommend you see that if you've okay. ever seen it. Yeah. Um, and then he did one recently with Pedro Pascal where he plays himself, <laughs> where like a billionaire is paying like a lot of money for him to just come and hang out with him for yeah. a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like at this point I feel like he's out of like having to do things like like Bad Lieutenant 2 and yeah. like 
things like that where where or it's like just like a hundred fifteen. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I've watched National Treasure 15. Those those first two movies are trash, but god damn, I love them. They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, like he's not he like he's not making ten movies a year anymore either. Like I think yeah. he's out of his my business person uh, is a me. thief and liar stage. I think he's in his all right. I'm just I've got to remake this money face yeah and you know i can do what i want to do because i can like i he has that fame he has that like i guess name recognition of like oh if i work on this movie people will come and see it because it has nicholas cage you know name on it yeah yeah so so yeah but um I, I I enjoyed it. I I had a fun time with it. Again, I wish I wish that I had a little bit more world building. Yeah. Um. I wish that maybe the script was a little bit tighter. Yeah. I mean, really that. Really, like like I've I've said that the script is basically just a very quick version of Fury Road. Like, yeah. You have a prisoner who's forced to go steal back a woman that left of her own volition that dude wants back. He gets them. They come back. They take over wherever they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very simple story, but it it's works. also not a unique story, but it f huh? it fits with what they're doing. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I, I would with all the caveats that that Stuart gave i would i would say that um you know i recommend this movie but i also know that there's a segment of the population out there that's like mm, that movie is not for me at all yeah and, <laughs> and that know, is a-okay <laughs> that's a-okay yeah that's that's perfectly fine sometimes a movie doesn't like not all movies have to cater to everybody exactly you know there there are going to be things and that's not even limited to movies it could be anything truly yeah. um but personally i like nicholas cage i think he is a, a very interesting actor and i enjoyed this movie i i thoroughly enjoyed it i'm happy that you brought it up uh because it would have flown under my radar if you hadn't and yeah there there was a lot of very beautiful visual effects and i feel like if i watched it again i probably would see a lot of things that i probably missed yeah and oh yeah it's got a very rewatchable quality to it yeah um just for things you miss mm-hmm and yeah. yeah, I I think um, I think that I would recommend it. Uh, so I feel like I would be able to recommend it to friends that I knew, friends yeah. that like I know their sense of humor, or if they're a fan of Nicolas Cage or whatnot. And I feel like our average probably listener would enjoy it too 
Yeah, our our average listener would, I think. Um, I get let's 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 be real though. This this movie also only made about sixty four thousand dollars back. So yeah, but it it was in it that, was also like, weird. Yeah, it it came out in a weird time. Uh, there was like no no marketing for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I I mean because a lot of people get their trailers from movies and it's like yeah i got the notification from it because i got a ding on my in my email yeah and like and i was like what is that that sounds like a cool movie yeah i wouldn't even have noticed this movie unless you yeah you know and because you told me that's the only reason i noticed this movie like i hadn't seen any sort of advertisement or even like trailers for this so but um but yeah it's a big it's a big thumbs up for me i would probably give it a a b i would give it a b yeah 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 b a solid b is is uh what i would give it as well yeah again i i think it's it's reach isn't as vast as some of um cages other movies are yeah i feel like this is a little bit of a a more narrow uh i guess a more narrow uh audience but yeah i but i think it would be fun i think it would be fun for most of our viewers yeah or not viewers listeners listeners yeah yeah you're not Um, viewing us if you are, then. If you are, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> are you in my bushes? <laughs> uh, literally or figuratively. No. Literally or figuratively. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, so so with that, let's uh, let's talk about some me, me, All right. I've got three for today. Oh, you did? Did you want to go first? Or did you? I, I've got four. Okay, why don't you go first, then? Okay, gotcha. So, um... So for my first one, uh, it's not one that I actually played, no. but I watched. Um, my wife is a huge Life is Strange fan. Like she, she loves like right. uh, yeah uh, adventure games. Telling. Yeah, yeah, because she she played through the first one, and so I picked her up this for either a birthday or a holiday type type thing uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago. Um, mm-hmm let's see so yeah it probably would have been christmas of 2018 so um finally got around to playing it and i was sitting and watching her um play through the story and i wasn't here when she finished it but i came in right after she like came home from work right after she had finished it yeah and she was just sitting in bed with the controller in her hand at the screen and like tears rolling down her face yeah it's it's like a roller coaster ah i forgot these games did that too um this one is definitely much much um much much sadder and much much rougher than the the first one i mean you're invested in the characters like it continues right with kind of the same characters no 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 no. so these are separate characters it's the same style almost it where you're it's kind of like a telltale game like you're you're expected to make decisions and get attached to the characters that way Mm -hmm. um it still ends up like 
you know, a diamond rather than than a tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of character choice, but um, you know, generally like so the first story you're playing the person with powers where you can control time. Yeah. Or whatnot. This story, you're the older brother of a kid that has special powers. Yeah. Right? And so you're having to kind of guide his ethics along the way when, when you're making decisions it's you're responsible for raising him um because you know you're you're playing like a 16 year old right yeah and Who's you and you're basically figuring out their life yeah and and so you and your little brother who's like 10 ish i want to say um through a series of unfortunate events um, they end up on the run after their dad is killed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there, there's a lot of inter- intersections with, like, class and race in it as well, because you, you're, yeah. you are playing um, Mexican-American kids. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, your, your dad is shot and killed by a police officer and then there's this huge explosion that kills the police officer and so now these kids have to go on the road run um and yeah along the the way you become freight hoppers you um work jobs uh on a cannabis farm in humboldt county in, in california uh like doing doing these like shady illegal things eventually you get caught by the fbi and you have to escape custody and like so so you're making these decisions along the way that by the by the time the game wraps up um you know you you have more choices than in like the first life is strange had like two two options Mm -hmm. uh this one i want to say you've got like four or five that i've Mm -hmm. i've seen online of different options but they all hinge upon how how compassionate versus how aggressively you you modeled your behavior and like there are certain points where you can instruct your little brother to use his powers um and it's like did you tell him to smash someone into a wall so hard that they died or did you tell him to like use his powers to blast out a window so you guys could run away like how how did you navigate the situation yeah (laughs) um or did you tell him to not use his powers and just act cool (laughs) be cool kid be cool yeah um Mm. so yeah i i recommend that one um the second one is much more bleak and um emotionally traumatic if (laughs) (laughs) uh if you have any triggers related to that um yeah yeah, the second the the second one is by far i think better written and a more interesting story yeah Yeah. i feel like they probably had um their first one was kind of their testing grounds and they realized what worked what didn't work Um, yeah well and it's kind of unfair to call this a telltale type game because like you make decisions in it but you also move your character around like yeah. in a 3D world telltale yeah. you're just like making decisions yeah you're watching the movie and then every so often the movie's like hey what you want to do yeah and then it shows you other scenes yeah yeah this one you actually have to like collect things i believe there's like an inventory and stuff like that yes there's an inventory you have to use stuff like that yeah, yeah okay oh nice 
Yeah. Um, I have a very less intellectual sort of uh, game that I ended up playing. I played uh, Neon White. Um, it's it's a very quick little game. That's that's fun. Um, it's kind of a speed runner first person shooter with um persona like elements where there's like a world hub after you do so many runs which is it's it's interesting because like i've never been a so i enjoy first person shooters i i like that kind of like hand-eye coordination it's kind of cool like just trying to test your skills versus other people but this one is very much it's a first person uh game or not first, like a single player game so it's not like you're playing against other people and all of the enemies or the demons quote unquote are stationary so you know exactly where they are in level and the level is linear you basically go on a path but you're trying to speed run it and a lot of your weapons are like these cards that if you use them they have different abilities so you can use them to shoot but then you can use them to do their abilities which is like um speed boost in a straight line or bunny hop or like rick shade you up or shoot an explosion that pushes you in a certain direction depending on where your character is located so it gives you these movement options that'll allow you to traverse the level in different ways which is really cool because you can uh, like when you first run through a level you'll probably do it at your slowest time because you're learning all the positions where all the enemies are and stuff like that but then the second time that you go through it you kind of know where the enemies are so you know like where to take a particular turn to shoot to move uh, okay. and along those lines because you know you're usually feeling basically um completing a level within like 30 seconds or 40 seconds so they're very fast levels yeah and um you know the difference between like a bronze badge versus like golden badge is about like three seconds so it's very much like playing on the mm. speed running aspect where like half a second makes or breaks a run which is fun because again these levels aren't uh long um if you and it's a fantastic feature they have a, a, a quick restart so mm. all you have to do is press a button and then it's like instantly moves you back to the um to the beginning of the level so if you like screw up a little bit you can instantly restart without having to like go through the rigmarole of restarting the level you just it's an instant restart you're back at the level and you go through it so it has those kind of like uh quality of life features which is really cool oh that's cool yeah and again like you're probably playing through five levels and then you go back into the hub where you get to like talk to your crew because you're like this um i guess you like i don't want to spoil it but you had a crew of people you did some crimes you died because of those crimes and now you're trying to like repent 
<laughs> and kill these demons and stuff like that. Yeah. But you get to talk to your crew. And um, throughout the level, you can also can find like items that um, increases your relationship with the particular um, people, your crew, or like the um, cats. Uh, they're cats in this uh, game too. Um, and so it's funny because the, the conversation is cringy, but it's cringy because it knows it's cringy. Like there's a lot of like anime reference. There's a lot of like, um, just funny, dumb references of like clueless person who's like, trying to uh m'lady some people um uh. it's, yeah but but it's 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 <laughs> self-referencing like it knows what it's doing and it's poking fun at itself um so it's doing it for the sake of um satire gotcha which which is fun it's it's you know it's definitely got a couple of chuckles out of me especially throwing the uh, anime references and uh things along those lines um, I do like neon because you're neon white. Um, there's neon yellow, which is like your bro, bro. Uh, you get him like beers, and you get to hang out with him and stuff like that. He is he is the best. I want to romanticize him. So um, because when again when you give them items, uh, their um, their affection meter goes up. So oh okay yeah yeah, but um it's fun. It's I like I said I've never been into speedrunning i've never like actually speedrun any sort of games i'm always i enjoy watching speedruns um of like breath of the wild of um uh oh uh El- elder elder scrolls yeah the recent elder scrolls the one oh, where okay you yeah shout as a dragon person i forget yeah. what it's called yeah but, um, um skyrim yeah skyrim but uh yeah it was it's it's been fun and again it's super quick so like if i have like 15 minutes of just downtime i can pop in play a couple rounds and then pop out nice yeah so it's it's a it's a recommendation if you enjoy those um first person shooters like if you're not a big like because you really have to get the movement you really have to get the shooting down if it that's not like your jam um then this game's not for you but i enjoy it um and i think it's it's helped a little bit on the um high i i hand coordination nice yeah because because of this so so is it like because it's a, a twitch speedrunner or i mean because you really have to like get the inputs in correctly again with the um the range of success being so um i guess so small in the timing you really have to like get down those movement beats you have to make sure that you're turning correctly and you have to make sure that you're like firing correctly and that you're just like moving in a flow because with a lot of um multiplayer sort of games you really have to be moving like if you're not moving, you're pretty much a sitting target. And um, yeah, and there's a lot more like 
first-person shooters that um, focus more on movement versus gunplay. Like, Valorant um, is more of a gunplay sort of game mm. where your movement's very slow, but your accuracy needs to be good. But with, like, Apex, that's a more movement game where you need to be constantly, like, moving, jumping off walls, climbing things, oh, and gotcha. your accuracy doesn't have to be super great. As long as you're moving, you're harder to hit. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, I do feel like that it has improved a little bit of that high eye-hand coordination, but, you know, if first-person shooters aren't your, like, jam, jam. yeah, I don't think this would be super great for you. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, like, I know I'm terrible at, like, speed. Yeah, running. I don't um, think you would have fun. I, yeah. I think you would get through two levels and be like, this be is... Be like, ah, oh, this is dumb. I'm, I'm, I hate myself. Can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, a second? I was only a second off? Well, fuck that. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I'm not doing that again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a second off? Well, Fuck yourself. I'm not yeah. I'm not playing around anymore. It's because you didn't <laughs> jump fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta, gotta go fast as Sanix says. As Fanix Sanix? Sanix. Yeah. You know, um just a uh aside, um, they're still doing the thirtieth anniversary Sonic stuff, though it's past his thirtieth anniversary. They're um releasing um a Sonic uh, skin on uh, Fall Guys. So you can go fast in Fall Guys. Do you, you actually even go know faster who... wearing it? No, no. Oh. Have you ever played Fall Guys? Yeah, I have. Okay. I, okay. I do not enjoy it. It is not my favorite. Because yeah. you got to keep those big tubby bastards standing up straight. <laughs> eh, kind of, yeah. You just got to make sure that you don't get hit by any of the um, wacky uh, hazards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's that's me okay well that's my first one gotcha okay so um my second one is we watched through a mini series on netflix called midnight mass Ooh. um it's a couple years old now um there's only seven episodes um it's so it's <laughs> it's created and directed by mike flanagan and if you mm -hmm. are a horror fan, um, you not. will recognize that <laughs> as a as a um, really good horror director. Like so, oh, okay. he his his what, stuff. Was he done? Uh, so he his first was a movie. Uh, let's see, what was it? Uh, Oculus. Um, <clears throat> which has Karen Gillan in it before she blew up as uh, Nebula in, in the MCU. What, yeah. Right, right after she was on like Dr. Who for a little bit. Ah. Um, he directed hush, which I love. It's, it's hands down one of my favorite um, horror movies. It's, it's, it, it's one of these like stalker in the woods type movies where um, the main character is a deaf woman living out in the middle of nowhere by herself. 
Interesting. And so it's a lot of that creepy, like, strangers type stuff where, like, she'll be doing things and, you know, there there will be this dude in a mask just, like, hanging out behind her and watching her. And she's just completely unaware of him. Um, cool. Yeah, things like that. Uh, he did the sequel to Ouija, um, Gerald's Game. He directed Dr. Sleep. So you would know him from Dr. Sleep. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, see... You know, I and and maybe it's because I'm I've become older, but like I feel like back in the day, spooky was like an abnormal sort of like unfathomable sort of thing, like you know, a demon or or it the clown, but now. Sp- spooky nowadays for me feels more along the lines of like a crazy person who's like stalking you or like yeah realistic things yeah yeah Yeah. where it's like it's more of the the mind of a individual who has gone off the deep end where that's like more fathomable than like a spooky demon coming up to like eat your bread yeah because like i I can see more of like a an actual like person being like i'm stalking you via the internet or something like that yeah 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 it's it's interesting that that's kind of made that shift into like you know creepy supernatural versus creepy plausible yeah, yeah. well and, and well no no, no yeah well, well no and the the reason that um that that actually fits perfectly is that mike flanagan is he in the past few years he's come up as kind of one of the more popular like grounded directors like he doesn't do a bunch of crazy bullshit like mm-hmm. Like the one thing that I can see in his his filmography, that's just so weird to me, is that he directed a sequel to the Ouija movie, like based on the board game, mm-hmm. and it's actually good. Uh-huh. Like he knows, like it, 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 as you saw in Doctor Sleep when we covered that for way back. Um, yeah, like he he knows how to make characters relatable he knows how to kind of ratchet up that tension at the right pace so that you're that like yeah like so so some of his other things though are like he did the shows the house on haunting the haunting of hill house the haunting of bly manor he's doing um the fall of the house of usher um Hmm. next year um and then the uh let's see it is a horror thriller show for netflix called the midnight club that's cool which is for for kids it's based on an old um nickelodeon book series no it's it's not are you afraid of the dark because that was the midnight society that was midnight society and they were ripping off um the works of this other young adult author who wrote like spooky stories for kids Hmm. um so Midnight Mass uh, is about a group of people on on an island, 
right? Like a, a very, very isolated island. Um, I think you're supposed to think it's like Pacific Northwest or maybe Maine or something like that. Yeah. Um, because that, that's, I think, where it's most common in the U.S. for people to be in, one, a cold location, and two, also have to, like, ferry over to the mainland for, like, supplies occasionally. Um, but a guy's coming home from uh, prison. He's he's uh, He's been in prison for a number of years uh, after having killed someone in a drunk driving accident. Yeah. Um, and right when he comes back, um, he he's coming back to this island at the same time as a um, young priest is. And this this priest is taking over for an, an elderly like that most of the, the town is Catholic, right? There's there's one church in this town. Um, the only other person who is not on this town in the in the town is the sheriff who is Muslim. Um mm-hmm. So, so Catholicism is like a, a big, big deal in this town. Um, there's a young priest taking over from an older priest that, that he claims is, is uh, in retirement. I need a um, young priest and an old priest. And yeah, so this, this new priest, uh, when he come, comes to this town, um, a bunch of spooky shit starts happening around town. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that because it's... It, like so with with the name midnight mass you might be expecting um like a like a religious horror type thing yeah um like exorcist or something and i will say it is not that <laughs> okay interesting it it is supernatural but it is not a religious horror thing <laughs> yeah i highly I mean, recommend because everything it. that you've kind of worked up to it it feels religious yeah like i mean religion plays a part but it's not specifically like people being possessed and stuff Hmm, right like it's so it's not that type of horror um anyway i do recommend that for like spooky times (laughs) yeah good old spook times it's uh yeah that that that'll i'll i'll leave it at that it's very very good like everything mike flanagan does okay yeah I will take your word on that. Yeah. So what's what's your second? My second is I have just started reading the manga Berserk. Oh, okay. I, yeah, so Berserk is a older manga um, that's been adapted to a couple of animes a few games as well but um a lot of people have still highly praised the the actual manga and after because the the artist and um creator of um berserk has passed away i was Um, just about to ask i thought that i heard that he had passed away just recently passed away and it's always been a series that I've been very much on the um, fringe of. And I've had a lot of people like highly recommend this, this series. And it was a series that I kind of wanted to get into. I know that there's a lot of, it's, it's a rough series. It's a very God. It's rough. also long. It's been going, it's 89. It, it it's has. still being, 
so there's a so, new author too. I, so it's I, continuing. I, I don't <laughs> it looks like thing. They're still in the works about that. It's oh, still okay. fairly fresh and everything. Oh, okay, gotcha. And people aren't sure exactly what's going to happen, but it's it's very much at the end of its run. Um, and yeah, I so I've been getting like the quote-unquote deluxe versions, which have like multiple um ver like series or multiple uh, books in it okay um and there's like 12 of them and they're very thick i'm only on the second one uh huh. it is it is definitely a a difficult read in the um aspects that it does touch upon a lot of taboo and rough um subjects yeah but the the art style the story building is very well done and i might want to borrow those from you when you're done with it because it looks really cool <laughs> it, it is and and it's it's very like the whole world building is is amazing like i'm already just in the second of those like main books and everything along those lines but um it's it's already captivated me even even through some of the the rougher parts of the the story it still like brought me through to want to continue like reading it and to want to like learn more about everything that this world has to offer and there's a interesting characters griffin's a very interesting character um you know uh it's 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 a good read and i don't think it would be for everybody um like it's hard to kind of see what guts has to go through which is the main character yeah um but it's it was something that's always been on my my radar and ever since the news of the the author and illustrator passed away i wanted to i wanted to learn more about it i wanted to kind of dive in a little bit deeper and yeah i'm, I'm happy that i took this uh this um step into this world there's there's definitely a lot that this world has to offer and i'm really interested to sort of see where the story goes Nice. Yeah. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm I, looking I don't at it think, right now. I don't think that it's a recommendation for everybody. I think that it does touch on some like more um, difficult to read subjects and everything along those lines. But it, if it is something that you're interested in reading, I would highly recommend jumping into it right now. It, it's a lot of, like, it's a lot. And I feel like it'll keep you busy for quite a while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I that's something that I, I think I may want to borrow from you. Yeah, you're more than <laughs> Because it looks, it, it looks really, really cool. Yeah, um, it, I mean, 
yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. Well. Well. So my um third, and I think I'll do both of these together, but just because they're they're real short, they're just basically recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um. Is the I read the autobiography from Mel Brooks called All About Me. um it's really fascinating i had no idea um like i'm a mel brooks fan and i had no idea his his career was such a long-running thing like i I, like i and i know he's old i had no idea he started work like in the 50s oh Um, yeah so yeah no like he he has had a a wide-ranging career um and he, it's funny, he, he plays down a lot of his accomplishments in it. Like, he, even though the, the name of the book is All About Me, yeah. he's got this kind of like, it, the front cover uses a photo of him where he's kind of like, like, antagonistically confident looking, yeah. right? Um, it, it, like, it's it's more self-deprecating than you'd think um, with with that title. Um, and yeah, he's he's just... He, he's he's got a lot of funny insights that um you know like yeah he like he, he realizes that his name being attached to something gives it a certain um expectation that it's going to be comedy so like he created an entirely separate production company so that david lynch could make the elephant man oh. and so huh. that david cronenberg could make the fly oh, yeah I, I had no idea that he had any involvement in the fly <laughs> because that's such a gross, weird movie, but like, he's got a really good eye for things that are good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, no, it, like he, there, there's stories in there about him him like, you know, when they were making, um, young Frankenstein shooting bla- blazing saddles, like back to back right and like execs coming back and going okay well so you're you're doing this in blazing saddles um you can't do that you're going to need to cut that hey he's he's like okay and he's like now the secret to making a good movie in hollywood is you want the person giving you the money to feel like they're contributing so you (laughs) just you follow them around with a notepad and you go yep yep it's gone it's got yep Yep. (laughs) You'll never see it again. You'll never see it again. It will not. And then throw those notes away and just leave your movie out. (laughs) Be like, I don't care about all this. Because they will either. He's like, because you have to keep in mind these money people, they, they either, uh, will not call you on it because they're assuming that you did exactly what they said because they're the ones in power. And two or two, they'll just forget about it because they're working <laughs> on like 30 other things. So like yeah, a million other different things, just take their notes and wow. make it, make them feel like they contributed and earned that producer credit. And then yeah. just make your movie, how you were going to make. <laughs> yeah. Because they're probably not going to remember, which I, I don't think you can get away with that today because of the way the you movie know. industry is set up. Like there's a little bit more oversight now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do recommend that it's, it's real thick too, because he, he, um, even says in the book, yeah, I, uh, I use the, the pandemic to, uh, crank out a book about my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he just, you know, pounded out this, this like 600 page autobiography and it's really fascinating. Mm. Um, 
And then the other thing is even quicker is an album that I came across that my wife showed me the song. Um, the the song being uh, Chase Long. And uh, the band's name is Wet Leg. Their album is named Wet Leg. Um, they're, it's kind of like post-punk Britpop almost. It's it's two it's two women singing very laconically, which I, I love. Like, um, you know the there's two band members, um, two yeah. women. One one of them plays guitar, the other one plays vote. It is the singer and vice versa, and they both take turns writing songs. Cool. Um, a lot of it's very electro y as well, um, and they they just kind of like laconically say the lines of the song which I'm, I'm a big fan of that sound um so if you don't like that then you probably will not like this album but uh, um yeah no i i really highly recommend it um if you do enjoy that sound and that nice. that will button me up all right my last thing is off of the youtubes all of the youtubes um there's a channel that i really enjoy it's called busy pop um, they have an animation team that is fantastic. They put out, um, well, they have two series. One, um, is the series that I highly recommend. It's Hell of a Boss. And then okay. they have, um, Hotel Hazagon, um, kind of set in the same world. But, um, Hell of a Boss is their main series that they're um working on they're already on in season two season two episode one just recently came out um and i think season one has 12 episodes um eight episodes they have eight episodes in season one and then season two um has another so nine in total and they're like 30 minutes long they're like an actual, like episode, or well, around, around twenty maybe minutes. But you know, if you added like commercials to a regular episode, it would be about the same running time. But uh, it's just the so they do singing, they do acting, the animation's fantastic, the story's fantastic. Um, it takes place in like hell where a bunch of imps run this business where they travel to the human plane and basically take out hits on people. Um, the oh, I've of... seen them. I was looking at Busy Pop. It's Vivzy Pop. Busy Pop. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Got it. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I misheard. That was me. That was on no, me. No, sorry. No, <laughs> I, I might have mispronounced. I apologize. But um, just the story writing is fantastic just it's it has a full range of different people different you know casted people it, it has a very unique um perspective in relationships and um what you consider family friends it's it's really good like i didn't expect to be so invested in like a free series on youtube but it yeah is, it is like and the thing is like it's 
professionally well done. Like, you could see this on any, like, major streaming services or any, like, major network. Also, um, let me give a shout-out. Um, did you ever watch Bee and Puppycat? Yes, I did. They're coming to Netflix, aren't they? Yeah, they got, they got um, I yeah. guess, syndicated to Netflix. Yeah. Because they were a sort of a free uh, deal as well where they just put a lot of their episodes on YouTube and you could just, like, watch their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. It's it's great to see, like, talented people get um, their The recognition yeah. that they deserve. And the money. <laughs> the, the straight-up cash, so. Yeah. But, yeah, this, uh, like... It's very much adult-themed, like, um, it's intended for people over the age of 18. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is, is well-written, and I didn't expect to be so invested. And the, one of the main imps, um, I forget the actor's name, but, um, is voiced by, uh, Zim from, um, Invader Zim. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. They, they got that person on the uh, project. And, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, and it's funny because you can hear him. And then he also has some singing parts. He's actually got a pretty good, like, singing voice. Like, you, you wouldn't hmm. think Invader Zim knows how to zin- sing, but he's got a, a, some, some, um, some pipes. Pipes on that, nice. that kid's throat. But yes, I, I highly recommend it. It's it's free. I mean, you just go to their YouTube channel and you can watch through the entire nine episodes if you want. And it's really good. It's it's really good. It, it's something I've been been watching, and yeah, I, I was ex- super excited for the the second season to come out. Nice. Yeah, I well, and and I had that in my queue for a while to to watch. I think probably based off of your recommendation. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's good. It's just yeah, yeah. I I tell most people about this, and the thing again, it's free. Like, you know, you can definitely support them on Patreon. I I always throw a couple of dollars when um when a new episode comes out and everything along those lines, but like, yeah, I mean, you kind of have to, especially yeah, when, I, and when you like really that. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. I am. Um, and they also, you can support them through, uh, their merch. They have a, um, a website where they end up like selling pins and notebooks and posters and stuff like that. So, so yeah, uh, I, again, it's something that I highly recommend. And I think, it would definitely be up you and your wife's uh, alley. Yeah. Uh, is, yeah is it definitely is. Can I you just... watch like, YouTube videos on your TV? Do you have a smart TV? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, and I've, I've watched like the first two episodes, I think, mm-hmm. of Hell of a Boss. Um, but yeah, I, I need to get back to it and finish it out. Because, huh? it, yeah, it's, it's rare to see like animation to that level done by like a couple of people (laughs) like it's really good but yeah that that would be uh that 
be it for me this week. Okay. Well, yeah, cool. Well, um, yeah, we will continue on. I don't have the schedule up. Because uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a gap between this one and the Green Knight, but... Uh-oh. Um, yeah, Yo, it's a good gap. Is so it the beach episode. I've been waiting for that beach episode. I've got my my uh your binoculars. My no, I'm going to be. It's it's me and you on the beach. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought I thought this was like a, not... like a like a like an anime beach episode where yeah. it's just like yeah, hey, hey, gotta go to the hot springs. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it's going to be me and you. I'm going to accidentally like fall on you and be like oh no zach oh no oh, we've no. fallen in this pool what do we turn into when we get wet <laughs> fingers uh, crossed that it's ducks <laughs> uh fingers crossed it's an octopus yeah they're super smart octopus octopies octopies I think that's plural. Yeah, no, they they are like you um you have to kind of when when people keep them they have to like leave toys for them like yeah, uh, like specialized Rubik's them. cubes and stuff they will solve and the Rubik's cubes. The crazy thing is they can like fit in a jar. They can like squish up their body and everything. Yeah, like the only solid bit in them is the um the like the, brain, the beak. Right? No, it's oh, the, the beak, beak for their mouth. Um everything else is malleable so so like as long as they can fit their beak through it they they can um fit their body through it yeah they're very interesting creatures yeah that's why i'd love to turn into an octopus (laughs) a duck and an octopus Hmm. yeah that's a show right there that is a show we should write that show. <laughs> nope. <laughs> for the, for the time being, though, we'll see you guys next time and uh, in in a in a couple weeks. And um, yes, uh, I think that there's stuff coming out because. Uh, let me see. When does this come out? Comes out soon. Comes out soon. There yeah. you go. There, Comes you out covered soon. Covered your bases. My, I can't find where I have them in the notes, and I closed that tab. So, uh, with right. that being said, we will continue our our uh, journey fighting our way through media. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you can't see me, but I'm doing finger guns. As <laughs> and again, <laughs> stay octa hide. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta think of these things better. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> blurb, blurb. <laughs>